Yes, people, it's episode 188 of Griff's Brain Dumb. It's me, Griff, obviously. How you doing? It's another episode where I have nothing to talk about. Those gunshots, though, just for up the hype. I'm in the car, I'm in the vehicle um, with new tyre pressure and new rims, new alloys, because my car has been fixed. The alloys have been fixed on the car. The ones that are scraped in the car park. Uh, 52 weeks later, keeps on talking about karma. He thinks this is all happening to me because I haven't uh, paid forward that person who helped me when my car broke down. Remember that? I've tried. I've tried. I've tried twice this week to help people. Right? One car I was behind had this hazards lights on. I got to a roundabout and I thought, right, I'm going to spin round the roundabout and come back to help this person out because I can see them slowing down on this dual carriageway. Were they there? Nope. Gone. I went out of my way to come back to try and help them. Couldn't help them. So I'm like, that's got to be it. I've paid it forward. I tried. Second time. On my way back from football today, played football this morning, Sunday, and um, see his car pulled over, had the lights on, um, passenger side door open. See a man and a woman who I assume to be his daughter, I say a woman, a girl who I assume to be his daughter, and I pull over behind them, I'm like, hey, just checking, you guys alright? And the guy's like, oh, mate, no, totally fine, it's just our dog here. But, oh, that's really kind of you to stop. And I was like, that, he's acknowledged my kindness. That's it. Paid forward. Don't have to do anything more now. I've paid it forward. What a lovely guy. Um, so, yeah, sorry, I keep yawning. That's not me. That's not me fun to listen to, is it? If I just keep on yawning for a pod, I need to fix up. Things was inside my car is very warm. It's toasty. It's really nice. It's making me want to fall asleep. I wonder what it'd look like, actually, if I just sleep in the car at this time of the day. It's like, it's half four. What happens if I sleep half four in in my neighbourhood? People look at me like a bloody weirdo, probably. Uh, but, yeah, here's another yawn. Whoa, that's the third yawn of the pod. Now we are two minutes in. Maybe it's just carbon dioxide that's filling the room, filling the, the inside of the car. Get me all tired. Wait a minute. Wait a goddamn minute. What is that? Who's a mucky head? Must be. I don't know. Anyway, uh, what else was I going to talk about? Yes, yeah, so I played football this morning. We won 4 0. I didn't start because so I'm coming back from injury, is what I've told myself, is why I didn't start. <laughs> coming back from injury. And the guys who have been playing have been playing well, so I've got to kind of work my way back into the team. Um, part of me can't be bothered to do that. Part of me is like, just join a new team. Where, because that's, that's the level I will be playing at. I'm not here next week. I'm on the piss next week. I am available this week, starting lineup. That's the way it should be. But I have also found when you're in a team like that, uh, you don't tend to win much. So it's a competitive team. We won 4-0, clean sheet. I played, i say probably 20 minutes. Yeah, i say 20 minutes. I played. 
So I just need to get back in the team, back in the starting lineup. I've been trained on Thursday and I've had my legs absolutely ruined by these flipping I guess, mosquitoes, bugs, gnats. I've got these huge red lumps on my legs. Didn't think I was bitten once. I was laughing at one of my teammates whose legs were just flipping chewed up there and then. And I was like, how's that happening to you? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, what, what have you put on your legs that's making these bugs go nuts? Then lo and behold, a day later, ah, on fire. I need to get some aloe vera or something. It's, it's unbearable, man. Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm scratching on now. One, one started itching. It's like they're, it's like they're connected underneath my skin. Like one starts itching and then they all just go off. Just all just start itching. I don't know if there's actually any science behind that, but maybe. Someone tell me if there's any science behind that. What else happened this week though, man? Um, the Boys, season two of The Boys. Uh, been watching that. Um, that's it. The Green Room podcast yesterday, Saturday. Went to see Tenant yesterday. Boom, there you go. Went to see Tenant. Um, I thought it was a great film. Um, it was very funny. I went with um, I went with two of my mates and one of their girlfriends. And um, my wife had no interest in going. She, she said, why do I want to watch this stupid film? I'm so glad she didn't come because it really wasn't a film for her. She doesn't really like sci-fi anyway. And she's also one of these people when I don't... Maybe this is a, a gender thing. Guys, hit me up. Um, and ladies, if you listen to the pod, hit me up. If you know any... Um... Oh, is that a bug in here? Oh, God. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a goddamn minute, people. I need to get rid of this bug. Ugh. Uh, oh, oh. Come on, piss off. I want you to touch that, touch that. It's swing in the back of my, my talking is fire. The sun, the sun is going and trying. It's coming outside. Yeah, I'm running that thing. I'm the cuz behind me. Sorry about that. That was the. I had to switch the engine on. To wind down the window. Alright, sorry. Anyway. What was I talking about? Tenant. Yes. I'm watching the film. See, I'm not sure if it's a gender thing. Right? But, um... I've only asked my mates, guys, and they've all said the same thing about the other halves. When watching a film where you don't know what's going on, the guys are all very comfortable to not know what's going on. Like, it's not an issue. Like, and... It's one of those things where, yeah, Tenant's one of those films that for probably the first hour, I was like, I don't really know what's going on, but I'm listening and I'm watching and I'm just taking it in because I'm sure there's going to hit a moment where it's going to go, bing, aha, that's what they were talking about. And aha, if I just listen, this will all make sense. And I know for a fact that if Naomi came to watch this with me, she would have gone, what is going on? What is happening? Wait, why is that? Why is he saying what is going? This makes no sense. I just don't get it. 
And that would frustrate her so much that she would just end up disengaging from the film. And speaking to one of my mates, his wife did exactly the same thing. Uh, one of my mates whose girlfriend, his fiance wasn't there, said she would, she would hate this. Um, the friend who I went with, whose girlfriend came with us, she fell asleep 20 minutes in. It was just like, nah, not getting it, it's too much. I'm not sure if it's just, I don't know, if, if all the women I know just like follow, watching uh, films and programmes with simpler plots that probably have more, I don't know, maybe the plot isn't so complicated, but maybe there's more depth to characters, maybe, I don't know, I don't know if that's the thing, characters are more emotional, maybe maybe the topics they're hitting are talking about more emotional, more, uh, or deeper, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case um, or just different, but I also know that I've also watched programs, not knowing what's going on, just walked to the living room. This is with Naomi, with my mum, any any woman that I know. And I'll just pop my head and be like, oh, wait, are these, have these two characters had sex yet or are they going to have sex? And they'll be looking at me like, what are you talking about? How could they have sex? They're, they're cousins. I'm like, okay. It's weird. I just feel like they're going to have sex if they haven't had sex. Then two episodes later, they're like, wait, where did you read that they had sex? I was like, what do you mean, where did I read they had sex? It's like, oh, because those two characters had sex. It's like, um, I don't know. It just seemed pretty obvious from what I was watching. How sexual tension and how he touched her hand. They're like, what? So I'm not sure if it's just like different ways of watching films and stuff or... Because I guess I will also watch a film. I guess I'm flip-flopping here. Because I can watch a film and not care. In the sense of um, not care that I don't know what's going on. But I can also watch a film and be like, uh -huh, I bet this is this. I bet this ends like this. I bet this goes like that. That's also fun for me, trying to work out how a film ends. And Tenant is one of those films that was pretty early on. I saw a scene and I was like, hmm, I bet this guy is this guy. And then boom, I was proved right. And I was like, yes. I don't really know what's going on with the plot here, but ah, I got that bit right. But by the end of it, I felt like I understood everything within the film. But if someone asked me to explain the film to them, I'm like, nah. Now, some of the physics that was being described in the film, I'm like, that makes no sense to me. I've never even heard that before. I've heard some of these words. But it's okay, I understand the word in the context of this sentence and that's all I need to know. I'm cool with that. But I thought it was a good film, man. I thought it was a really good film. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, and that was after recording the Green Room podcast. Did that. I've returned some stuff for uh, for my wife shopping. She's doing a no scroll free September, right? So shout out her for that. Where you don't do any social media for a month. Uh, but then with that, she's also doing like shopping, for no spend September. And because of that, she felt it would be way too triggering for her to walk into a shop to return clothes. Uh, she wouldn't be able to go in and just return them. And it's really funny when you're returning clothes for someone in a shop that you were never shopping. Because um, it's really quick to do. <laughs> I clocked. I clocked. When you're 
when you're in, I was like the only one in there. I was in H&M and Zara. I was the only one in both those shops returning something just to return. Everyone else had they picked up another item. They they were going to swap it out. They were, so they've been shopping in there. Not me. I was like, no, no, I'm just re returning this. Like, oh, you, do you want? Nope. Here's the card that was used. And let me just get out. That's all I want to do. In and out. Very quick. Yeah, man. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. I went to see a tenant down in Clapham. Um, and just to see how busy it was in these streets. It's nuts. It didn't feel like COVID at all. It felt normal. The only thing that felt weird was I was in Clapham at 10pm and I was sober. That's the only bit that felt weird. Everything else really just felt like Clapham. It all felt pretty normal. Um, so maybe we're getting back to normal. I said I don't think the the um the disease the virus will change it'll be our attitude but people are just gonna be like i've had enough of this i just need to get out and to do some normal stuff it was nice hanging out with my friends doing normal stuff it was if you haven't been to the cinema in, in this uh these new measures we were sat in twos with a space of two between us so my friend just sat with his girlfriend and then me and my other mate, we were sat next to each other. But then like there was two people in front of us and two people behind us. So it was a bit, um, it's a bit odd. It's not really that spread out. I thought if you have two seats empty between people, then surely what you do is let's say you've got row A and seats one to 10. You'd have your couple, you know, your two people. Uh, in seats, so row A, you have having seats, one, two, three, four space, sat in five, six, seven, eight space, nine, ten, people sat there, then row B, you would have one, two space, three, four sat there, five, six space, seven, eight sat there, that's what I would have done, but they didn't do it like that, so I don't, maybe they needed me in there. One thing I've, I've mentioned this before on the pod is one of the, my pet peeves. And I've, I haven't actually ever wrote it into stand-up because I don't feel like I can put it into a joke because it's just something that annoys me a lot. And I don't really know how to articulate it as a joke. But I just can't stand people who don't know how their fucking ticket works. It drives me mad. Really drives me mad. When I see people walk into a cinema, uh, a concert, a theatre, a plane, and just to have someone go, oh, excuse me, I think you're in my seat. How does this happen? I, I get it happens if you're trying a cheeky one. Oh, all right, look, I've, I bought a ticket late. I want to sit with my friends. I meant to be sat over there, but I thought I'd try and sit here. But cool, you're here now. I get that. But it's when it's just like, excuse me, um, you're, you're sat in my chair? I was like, no, I'm not. Let me see your ticket. And now this isn't even about who's right. It's about who's got the will to force the other person down. Because I've seen it. I've spoke about it before. I've seen it. Someone who was in the wrong because they had more confidence with how they shouted the other person down. The other person moved. Only to come back with like a member of staff and like, yeah, you need to get out. But I just don't know how you don't know where you're sitting. Excuse me, I'm in 23B. That's my seat. And that person's like, no, it's not. Check my ticket. 
Is that cool? Yes, yeah, 24B, but that's section 141. This is section 41. That won't even be like that. It won't be that innocent mistake. But this is section 141. You won't be sat in section 132. See there in your ticket. It's like, how? How do you get it so wrong? Especially in the cinema. What, what mode's this? What, what, what mode's this? What seat's this? That, ah! And I saw that in the cinema yesterday. Just people sat in the wrong seat having to talk to people. Excuse me. I think, I think you're in my seat. I don't ever... If you, someone's ever sat in my seat, very rarely it happens. You don't get an excuse me. I think you're in my seat. Uh, it's a... Uh, mate. As you were getting excuse me. Because they might be talking. Fine. I'm not being impolite. But... I'm not saying I think you're in my seat. I'm like, you are in my seat. Here's my ticket number. You're in the wrong seat. I'm talking about seats, actually. Yeah. She has been telling Naomi about this. This dickhead on the train. Right, so it's on the Victoria line back. So on the Victoria line, you've got the three fold-down seats that are there for people who are less able to stand, prams and stuff, right? So imagine you've got these three fold-down seats and this person sat at the outermost edge of those seats. So like in the in the middle bit, nearest to the... Is it a vestibule, that bit it's called? The middle bit where there's no seats, where people stand up, right? They're sat there next to like the the... The plastic glass. So they've got three, two of these uh, fold-down seats next to them. So this lady comes on with her pram or push chair, whatever you want to call it, buggy, with a kid in there, and she says to the guy, "Excuse me, do you, um, do you mind like getting up so I could sit there?" And the guy's like, "No, you can put your pram there, but you know, just sit somewhere else." It's like, who the fuck was to sit away from their kid in a pram? And I was sat opposite this. So I thought, all right, I'm going to get up so you who sat down could sit here and then this woman could sit next to her kid. Does this dickhead get up? Nope. The woman's now sat across the aisleway from her kid. Even the kid's going looking at the kid. I don't know how old he is. He's got to be like under one. The kid's going looking at the man. And then looking at his mum, like twisting his head to the side, looking at his mum as if to go, bruh, bruh, ma, bruh, what, what's going on? Why is this guy sat here? What, why is this dreadlock sat here? Why are you not sat there, mum? Who's these dreadlocks with glasses? Who, who's this guy with the Arsenal top on? I was just like, what's wrong with you? You're a dickhead. Like, why have you not moved? Why is that seat so precious to you? That you're actually going to separate a mum from her child? I know, that sounds dramatic, but... It's just... I just found it so odd, man. Like, what a battle to pick. This is my seat. On the Victoria line. Like, oh, you melt. Um, Saying melt, that reminds me of nothing I saw on the train. So I saw a video of these two guys arguing um, on the train. Resulted in a bout of fisticuffs. Well, mainly just rolling around on the floor. But it just typified what how fights start between men, right? Because in one corner, there's, I don't know what happens before the video starts, but they're both just going, one of them's going, just get off a straight and common. Get off a straight and common, mate. And the guy's like, you're going to do something. Do something now, innit? He's like, get off a straight and common. Too many witnesses here. Get off a straight and common. Right. See some threats. Some threats are dumb. You literally told me, 
that you're going to take me somewhere where there's no witnesses. So you're obviously not just going to have a fight with me. You're you're trying to do something that's criminal. So how about no? They have heard someone shout down the phone. Come out your house. I'll fucking kill you. Um, no, you just told me you're going to kill me. How about I stay in my house? Duh. But this is what this was, right? They're going back and forth. And it's like, in the end, they're like telling each other to shut up. And like, just to go away, isn't that? So, when I heard this, like, wait. So, clearly, neither of you want to talk to each other. And both of you are telling the other one to shut up. Yet, neither of you shut up and stop talking to each other. And they end up rolling around on the floor having a scrap. The male ego. Hey, I don't want to talk to you. I want you to shut up. But because you told me to shut up, I'm going to carry on talking. Even though I actually don't want to talk to you, I'm going to carry on. Can you see how demented we are as humans? Just the beef we get into at times. For what bloody reason? Just none. Absolute none. Um, what else uh, to say? I'm flipping melting in this car. You have a shower and just like, what is the point of that? Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Tottenham documentary's out as well. That's out now. That's good. Oh, I feel like sweat's coming off my nose. All right, let's have a quick check of uh, Twitter. See if there's any crazy entertainment news. Um, nope. Oh, Pierre Gersley wins the Italian Grand Prix. Wow. For Alfa Tori. Carlos signed second, Lance Stroll third. What the hell happened? What kind of front three is this? I'm so confused. Who are these bloody nobodies? Oh, fair enough. Fair play to uh, to those guys, man. To Alpha Tori. Guess it's their home race as well. Fair play. Uh, I think that's it. There's nothing else. There's nothing else to be talking about, is there? No. Um, all right, let's get on to Dear Deirdre. There's no core entertainment stuff. Oh, wait, Mulan. While protesters are calling for a boycott of Mulan following the film's release. The live-action remake of Disney's Mulan was met with controversy on the day of its release after Lee Fei. Um, the lead actor has reportedly shown support for Hong Kong police in 2019, along with the pro-democracy protesters in Hong Kong. Thai and Taiwanese activists are telling people to boycott the film. All right. Well, I mean, is that really going to fix the issue? I don't know if it will. I don't know if it won't. But, um... Hey, fight your fight, man. Fight your fight. Because it's... Um, the world's mad. We're just ignoring, like, serious issues in the world. Like the Uyghur, the Uyghur Muslims in China. 
full-on concentration camps happening, like sterilization and murder. And like, I worked with a Chinese guy. He took he uh, took us to this Chinese play in the West End. Oh, what is it called? It's flipping massive. It is flipping massive. This play. I can't think of what it's called. Oh, let me. Oh, West End Chinese play. West End Chinese play. What is it called? No, not what card. <laughs> oh, what a name! Brilliant. Um, what is it called? Shen Yun. It's about traditional Chinese dances, but also talks about just the persecution that's happening in China, right? It's like a literal cry for help. I think it's banned in China. Yes, yeah, so I've known about this stuff for years, to be fair. Because um, when he told me and he showed me this leaflet, I was like, this sounds all mad. But you're not that weird, though, at work. So I don't know why you'd lie about it. And... Um, I was like, but it just feels unbelievable because it's just so barbaric. Like, why is no one doing anything about it? And then it's now creeping into the mainstream and everyone knows about it, but still no one's doing anything about it. And it's, I think it's purely a money thing, right? Because like, the only way I can describe it is, say if you heard your next door neighbours getting into a flipping madness and you're hearing like the children screaming, the woman screaming, it's going mad in there. There's a crazy regime happening next door. There's three reasons why you're not getting involved. One, you're scared of the person carrying out the madness. Two, you just don't give a shit. Or three, you kind of agree with what's going on. So with the Chinese thing, I can't believe they agree with what's going on. Um, so it's either they don't give a shit or they're scared of China. Now I sound like a right winger, but guess what? You can have the same opinions as someone... Well, the same view on a topic and not actually follow everything about them. So don't put me in any stupid box. All right. But yeah, what's going on in China is mad. I mean, that like what they do in, in Taiwan, in Hong Kong. Then with the Uyghur Muslims, it's just someone needs to just grow some fucking balls, right? And the game of politics there and just go, hey, China, no, stop it. So, you know? And that's what's needed. Uh, right. Let's, uh, let's power through. Shall I power through? Or shall I pause this and switch some bloody air conditioning on? Because I'm melting. Car's all steamed up. Looks like I'm having sex in the car. Look at, look at the windows. <laughs> ah, let me pause this. All right, let's get some De Deirdre then. So. De Deirdre. Um, sex is off the scale with my young lover. I'm ready to leave my family for her. Ugh. Dear Deirdre, sex is so much better with my experienced young lover than my wife. My experienced young lover. She a hoe? No, I'm joking. I am joking. Um, my experienced young lover than my wife. Well, of course, have you been with your wife since you were young? So, ah. Let's see. Um, I'm 38. Um, year old man, my wife is 34, we have, we have two sons, I run a car dealership and am a successful, I hate when people say and am, like just say am, uh, I am, maybe this is correct grammar and I'm just 
being anal about something I shouldn't be. I run a, a car dealership and I'm a successful boss at work. But at home, my wife rules the roost. Oh. If she doesn't want to do something, we don't do it. She's not romantic, despises public displays of affection. And when she meets new people, is aloof to the point of rudeness. Mate, you married her. Everything you've said about her, yes, he sounds shit, but it sound it makes you sound like an idiot. How how is that someone you wanted to marry? She alright, she rules the roost and you're not happy with that. She doesn't want to do you only do things that she does, so what domineering, she's not romantic, despises PDA. And when meets new people is aloof to the point of rudeness. But that's you. Then what the uh, now, here's you now. I'm romantic. I love glamorous meals out and exciting dates. My wife likes none of that. She's your wife. How did this happen? Sex is boring and bland, if I get it at all. I organise a staff trip away each year as it's good for morale. After Christmas, I took everyone to a holiday camp for a 90s weekend. I got chatting to our new receptionist, Clee Shay. It's like the uh, Betty Rod... Broderick story. Have you watched Dear John? That was on uh, Netflix, season one. This is like season two of Dear John, just covering the story of Betty Broderick. And this guy leaves for the receptionist. It's always the receptionist. Receptionist or the secretary. That's a cliche, man. I only leave for like one of the senior partners or something. Shareholder. Daughter of the owner. Just get spicier. Um, I got a chance on the reception. She's 26, single, and very pretty. Later, I walked her back to her room. Okay. Uh, we were leaning in for a kiss when some of my sales team came by and dragged me away for a nightcap. Oh, so it's in the air. It didn't happen, but should it happen? Could it happen? We don't know. Um, I couldn't stop thinking about her. Though she... Though, so messaged her. We met the next week and I finally got the kiss I'd longed for. You sound like you're about eight. Um, we agreed it was a bit of fun at first, but it quickly escalated into a passionate affair. The sex is off the scale. She is more sexually experienced than me, which I struggled with, but I got over myself and it's fantastic. I started to spend more time at her place, lying to my wife about problems with car deliveries and needing to stay on site. Yeah, mate, because you haven't even got a job that you should, you could feasibly stay away from. You run a car dealership. You know what I mean? That's not a job that you stay, you can stay late, but that's also an easy job to, um, to find out if you're staying late or not. You know how easy it's just to drive past a car dealership, see if the lights are on? And there's you going, yeah, I lied to her. Mate, she's bagging. Your wife knows. And she either has got a man herself or worse, she doesn't even care. She's like, I don't even give a shit if Gary's smashing his receptionist. Don't even care. I don't know, it's not one of those jobs you could lie about, I don't think. I mean, like, if you work for a big business, like big company in the city, and you work for a bank or something where it is, you know, international business, runs 24 hours, projects coming in left, right and centre, I understand you could use that as a cover, but car dealership, you mean like a teacher going, yeah, do you know what, 
I am to work late. Hey, do these these papers aren't gonna mark themselves, you know. So I'm gonna have to um have to do an all nighter and stay here at the school. Uh, like, what are you talking about? Anyway, so um, where, where are we? Yeah, so I started to spend more time at her place, lying to my wife about problems at car deliveries and needing to stay on site. Our affair went from strength to strength. I mean, I've never heard an affair described like that, but please proceed. Um, we even had a full weekend away after telling my wife I was at a business convention. Okay, that's more uh, believable. Um, we had we had a long break during bro- uh, lockdown and I tried to get over her and she me, but she was all I thought of. And we're as strong now as we ever were. Okay, this just this isn't just an affair. My toothbrush sits in her bathroom. Wait, you mean you have a toothbrush in her bathroom, not your toothbrush? Because that's even hard to explain. You got one toothbrush, and you what? You just take it from. You don't even have it at home now. It's just at hers. You now bring a travel bag back to your own house. <laughs> Oh dear. And I love her of all my heart. She prepared she's prepared to wait for me if I can sort out this mess at home. I don't want to hurt anyone. I can't bear the thought of what this would do to my kids, but I don't see another way. Um Yeah. I mean I guess if you're gonna come clean about your affair then I guess you should try to really plan where you're going to live after right because as much as your wife's a dick from the sounds of it you picked her she's not like a absolute dick she's just a dick for you you just don't seem compatible just don't even know how this marriage came about really i understand that she's changed over time but it's like she's always not been romantic and you've always been romantic and then You've just stuck with it and now you're pissed off that she's not romantic. Even though she hasn't changed. Like, usually that's something that happens the other way around, right? Because isn't a saying... Women get married to men hoping they'll change. And men get married to women hoping that they won't. And, um... And that's the thing. You've got married to her. It seems like you hoped you would change. Thought she'd become more romantic. No. No. Anyway, um, let's see. Um, uh, hmm. Trying to find another dear, dear Jake. All of them just like I'm having an affair. Um. Let's see. Oh, Jesus. All right. Here we go. Humiliated. My ex-girl... Oh, my ex-girlfriend told her pals my manhood is too small and she's wrecked my confidence. She's your ex. That's what they're meant to do, right? When you're with them, you've got the biggest dick in the world and you're the best in bed. And then when you split up, your dick's small and and it's trash. I thought that was just part and parcel of, of, of relationships. 
That's what I thought. Wow. Okay. This obviously affects you deeply. Let's see. An ex-girlfriend outed me. It's been too small in the region where size matters most to a man. I know... Um, now everyone knows, and it's completely wrecked my confidence. Having sex is difficult due to my size. Jeez. I guess that's the difference, actually, that you actually do have a small penis. I think, yeah, I've actually ignored that fact. I mean, I don't know if my penis is big or small, but what I'm saying is I know I haven't got a small penis. So, yeah. Someone going around saying, an ex saying he's got a small cock. I was like, all right. Whereas if I actually did feel like I had a small cock, yeah, that would be devastating. I'm sorry, man. Having sex is difficult due to my size. When erect, my manhood is barely four inches in there. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's small, but I thought, you know, that, that is, it's big enough to find a woman who, who will love you. Hey? If you've got a good personality, a solid income, I mean, you chow down on the box. You can find a nice lady. You can find you can find a nice eight eight out of ten. Um, so when erect, my manhood is barely four inches in length. I've been turned down by women due to my size. What, like in a bar, or? Well, they've actually got back home. You're about to do sex, and then just gone no. I'm not having this account. Nope, I'm not adding to my numbers for this. Not a chance. And um, one even said that she'd heard about me. Oh my god! Like she's seen your cock and she's gone. Oh, you're that Edward. Okay, right. Um, I'm 23, and to make matters worse, my best mate is massively endowed and can have any girl he wants. He can't. Not all women like massive penis. Granted, he's going to probably impress more women with a massive penis than you are going to impress with your small penis. But, um, yeah. Like, you're never going to physically hurt a woman with your penis, where he is. But, um, I mean, jeez. So, um, as. As, uh, all right, am I really so much below average and is there anything that I can do to increase my size? There's nothing you can do to increase your size, mate. Don't believe any of those little uh, little thumbnails that you see on those adult websites. Increase your manhood in two weeks. Your penis looks like a little finger, but after it looks like a baseball bat if you use this pump. It's like, uh, it's not going to happen, mate. Don't do it. Um, why am I doomed to be living life on my own no mate you won't you won't um well just move to a new town or you'll find a region in the world whose average penis size is lower and then just get over there become the big cock on campus everyone's gonna be like whoa jeez stop swinging your big four inch cock around here we've all just got two inches Stop intimidating us. What's he got to do? Just, just find your market. I don't know which countries. I'm not going to suggest any countries. That'd be racist. <laughs> but you know which countries. Anyway, so... Um, 
Let's see what else. Let's see what else. Let's see what else there is. Why is this guy topless? And walking towards me. It's making me feel odd. Why is he walking in the roads as well? Ah, because he's a bloody teenager, that's why. Um, I was just trying to find another one that just isn't, you know, I had sex with my boss kind of shit. One more. One more. Sorry, guys, this is poor podding. I'm just here to, like, I forgot I was on the podcast. Let me carry on talking while I look for something else. Um, okay, boom. Let's find this last one. Right, last one. Nothing sexual. Let's go. Unhandy man. My partner has no DIY skills and can't do anything manly. Um, uh, hold on. Hey, strong, independent woman. Hey, how about all your Beyonce CDs? You build a fucking CD rack yourself. Oh. <laughs> dear, dear G, my partner can't do anything manly. He has no DIY skills such as decorating, plumbing or taking things apart. And I guess you have all the womanly skills, right? But you're so good at cooking and washing up. I, that, you see how stupid that sounds? Where's your womanly skills? You have skills for your house. And do you try to have complimentary skills? Am I good at DIY? I'm all right, actually. I'm all right at it. What I'm really good at doing is going on YouTube and following videos. That's why I'm really strong. I can do that. Um, yeah, what have I done around the flat? I've I've fixed the bathroom lights. It's like a pull string one. Um, replace that. I fixed shelves in wardrobe. I fixed the chest of drawers. I removed moulds from the external wall. I fixed the front door. The latch wasn't um, locking in. I fixed the front door. You had to saw down a screw to get it in because the screw that needed was so bespoke to the door which I think was done on purpose because I was trying to force you to like have to spend hundreds of pounds on a new door no mate no spending three pounds on these screws and I'm going to chop it down to size even brought a saw um yeah that's what I've done there so I'm because I'm kind of um, good at DOI never sold it though never sold myself as good at DOI but you know that's the manly thing to do, right? DIY and take the rubbish out. Manly. Anyway, my partner can't do anything manly. He has no DIY skills such as decorating, plumbing or taking things apart. Um, I was brought up with men who could do anything. So why didn't you choose a man who could do anything then? Don't get me wrong. He'll do general cleaning, but I don't need that. I'm a woman of 39 and he's 41. We've been together for four years. 
He constantly tells me how much he loves me and wants to marry me, but I have such mixed feelings. What, because he can't do DIY? Can he afford to get a handyman, though? That's it. If you, if you can't afford to get a handyman, then please learn how to do DIY. But if you can afford a handyman, then don't matter if I can't do DIY. Imagine if you were with a woman who couldn't cook, yeah? But she earns enough money that she orders food from people and you you get you get just great food every day well she's got a special deal she works for a company like she works for uber eats therefore has a mad discounts so you can just order food to all these different places you're going to be pissed off that she can't cook yeah you won't care yeah she won't care i i, I need to taste this meal that's cooked by you no same as if you need your shelf fixed. Do you care if I fix it or someone else fix it? Or do you just want it fixed? No, I need you to fix it. Shut up. Let's see. He constantly tells me how much he loves me and wants to marry me. And I have such mixed feelings. I can't stand him being so lovey-dovey. You don't like him, man. What's wrong with these people? You don't like the guy. I, uh, I feel as though I'm, the only, I'm only with him because finishing our relationship would hurt him. This is making me stressed and snappy. Yeah, please just end it. For the love of God, please end it. I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen, man. Do you know how hard it is being kissed by someone that you don't love anymore? They're being all coupley with you. You know what I mean? Give me like a little nice cute face, you know, a little stroke of the face, a little rub of the back, and you're just like, get your hand off me. Yeah, you can't be with that person anymore. End it. Please end it. For the sake of everyone, please end this. Um I think that's it. I think that's the end of the pod. I think that's it. Yeah? Yeah, 46 minutes in. Jesus, spoke a lot for uh, a pod I had nothing to talk about. But yeah, go check out Tenant if you haven't watched that. Um, watch Tottenham documentary, All or Nothing. Uh, I've watched the first three episodes of that. Um, watch The Boys as well on Amazon. Um, those are my suggestions to things to do. Gigging, I'm back gigging um, next weekend in Fulham on Saturday. At Fulham Bar and Grill. At the Fulham Comedy Club. And then on Sunday. I'll be at Wembley Box Park. Laugh in the Box. Don't know who else is on that lineup. Um, I guess I'll see. I guess it'll be posted online. From um, from Monday. So yeah man. Go get your tickets for, for those shows. I haven't posted any of that stuff on my website actually. Because I'm so out of the rhythm of having gigs. And posting information for gigs. Um, that I completely forgot to do that. So. I'll need to do that when I get in. All right, that is the end of the pod. I'll see you lot later. Peace.